Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, a bunch of uh, breaking news all over the place. Some of it football, some of it not. Just saw um, Kawhi Leonard has a new deal with the Los Angeles Ow! Clippers. Wait, really? Where'd you see that at? Uh, Shams Charanya just a moment ago or okay. two. A new three-year, $152.5 million dollar contract extension through the 2026-27 uh, season. Again, three years, 152 Four. Uh, I can get you the details a little bit There's later on. Money Last going night, around. I saw Eric Spolstra yeah. getting a $120 million contract Eight from the, the Miami Heat. Listen, if there's, a, if there's an NBA coach that's worth it and worth that money, it's Eric Spolstra. Yeah. It's period. Supposed End grinder, of argument. Um, also, you know about the Bears situation, keeping Eberflus, but then this. Just saw this on my way out from the top of the hour. And that is, ooh, this is interesting. Aaron Rodgers is off of the Pat McAfee show. Huh, great. Not a surprise considering move, that everything that is me, going but. on. He will not appear um, during the NFL season, but apparently, apparently will be appearing during the offseason. Um, so ESPN has not no go- clue what they're doing. This is what happens when you when you when pay you someone like a mogul. Pat McAfee. But no, so, Pat runs it over there, man. Well, I, no, I understand, no, like you, you I understand that, but here's the problem: if like Aaron and and JP Finley and and Beamich on my way in, we're talking about you know the whole situation and starting to play some of the sound as I was pulling into the garage. So I don't know where the conversation went, uh, and we'll we'll expand upon that in a sec, but. When Aaron Rodgers and when Pat McAfee both over the last week are blasting ESPN executives, as powerful as each one of them are, and McAfee obviously more to ESPN because of what he represents in ratings and, and, and you know, whatever, that's not a good sign. Like, if I took to the radio and said, you know what, CK sucks. CK's an idiot. CK doesn't know what he's doing. How do you think that would go? What if he tuned in it, just now? Yeah, it probably and didn't, and didn't would, hear your premise. It probably would. <laughs> it probably would not go well for me, right? No. But that's essentially what Aaron Rodgers did yesterday, and what Pat McAfee did last week. So for now, 
Aaron Rodgers off of the Pat McAfee show during at least the playoffs. They say he will return during the offseason. We will see about that. I I would sense, my sense is, the last time we heard from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show was yesterday, which doesn't bother me at all one bit. Now, speaking of J.P. Finley, what do you know? What do you know? He has joined us in studio, NBC Force, and 106, and just a man of the people. I mean, he's he's just going at it with Doug Cameron yesterday. Uh, he's on my TV late at night uh, after That's leaving really FedEx Mondo. Field. It's kind of weird because I wasn't in the 11. Ooh. So I don't know what you're doing late at night. Is he pre-recording? No, you were on Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, uh, I don't. Last night was I, Tuesday. No, I, I wouldn't. Talk, yeah, I, his, I was going. I was going back a couple of days. You were on the radio you know on, the, on the way gets. home he's, from he's FedEx a, Field. I mean, you called Doc and Linnell. I know yeah. you're everywhere. Cameo. You're I everywhere. Call Doc every week. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's when it gets X-rated. Apparently, on the post game when I when I dip out after the first. Well, that's hour what Doc says. He's like, you know, it, go, it goes from like a, a child mm-hmm. show or whatever to a, an adult show. Or a lot of people are very angry. The universe. Stop with that. <laughs> I didn't realize Essek does that to you on your own program. Oh, he does it oh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> I mean, especially when he's here. Um, it's, it's just part of the charm of the stupid show. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's part of the charm of the stupid show. How are you, JP? I'm good, bud. How yep. are you? Rocking I'm doing the good. Doing you're good. looking fly. Uh, you like this shirt? No, I love me some patty. Okay, so there's a poll mm-hmm. on the B. Mitch and Finley Instagram page, I believe, if this is a weird shirt or not, I think that this shirt is, is hard. Just pretty standard shirt. This, yeah, you're just well, flat. What's the, the deal rest with the pocket thing? Uh, That's what is, is that the style of that brand or no? Uh, I mean, it's kind of an outdoorsy brand, uh-huh. so perhaps that's an outdoorsy yeah. chest pocket. Is it an actual pocket, or is it just a label? Like, what you is want to put something in there? It's yeah, a pocket, well, baby. I don't want to touch pocket. your boob. I you mean, got? you know, give me something. Oh. Give me your, give me your headphones. I will demonstrate to you, Rooster. Look, Linnell's headphones going in the pocket. Nice. Zip them up. Bang. Can't even tell. Nice. Like, I. Now, what happens if Linnell wants to grab his headphones back? I hand them back to him yeah. like an adult. You don't allow because him to massage. We, we will not waste our J.P. Finley time with a bunch Russell's of nonsense. Russell's trying to get weird. I, I have to, there's questions you I have really to ask. You're not going to allow him internet. to massage your pectoral muscle? Wow. What is going on You guys here? have known each other a long time, so I'm sure it's not weird for you. But It's a little weird. I'm just trying to make it incredibly awkward. That's all. That's no. what we all right, do go, to him Go ahead and ask your question. Well, yeah. What Down in the mansion. I'm surprised you came to the hood. Your studio is nicer than ours. I, I'm so tired Why of this. you guys choose to be in the jail cell? We don't choose. Who's well, the, tra- the transition is awkward. Okay, I get yeah. it. There's no choice. I, I mean, the junkies, I would choose obviously. to be in here. Yeah. I would choose to be in here. Right, literally, yeah. if, if we want to play the whose studio is nicer, <laughs> let me be clear. You mentioned CK. I hope he's listening. Yeah. B. Mitchell Finley would choose to be in this studio. If given the choice. I mean, I would choose to have your ratings. How about that? <laughs> Russell, that part's not a choice. Saucy in a good way, baby. All right. You're the man. I'm telling you. So anyway, let's get beyond the the, the, the uh, I, nonsense here. I want to ask and, you And one, let's get to some serious stuff. I have stuff. one specific yeah. question because everyone likes to think that I speak in hyperbole. I just stand yep. firm in what I say. Yep. When a guy like Mike Vrabel becomes available, am I speaking in hyperbole when I say he should catapult to the top of Washington's head coaching search list? When, were you on with Hoffman yesterday? Yes. I heard you talk about this yesterday. Yeah. I thought you did a good job explaining. Um, I think I think there's two separate lists to track. Right. I think a guy like Vrabel gets fired. He jumps to the top of 
head coaches available. He right. jumps to the top of that list. Period. Right. Just because his, his credentials, his credibility. Right. right. Now, I don't know that that puts him to the top of the Washington list because every situation is unique. Right. Right? Like, I think what they're looking to build here might be different. And and I'm not somebody that buys into you should only hire offensive guys because you might lose them. If you don't, you might lose guys yeah. down the road. One, all good teams get their staff poached. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's just true. Got to have succession plans. Right. Well, not even that. Two, yeah. if you find the right guy. It's the price of success. Right. Like, it, And if you find the right guy, they build for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, I think there's a really unique opportunity for Washington. And something that has not happened, maybe Jason Campbell, maybe prior to that, but I kind of doubt it. Um, especially because if you go back to when they were actually good 100 years ago, <laughs> it wasn't first-round high-draft right. pick quarterbacks, right? They different were, league, they were, too. They were manufacturing success. Yeah, different league, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I think for the first time in a really this century, you have a chance, not even a chance, you have the opportunity. This isn't... This isn't serendipitous. They can create this mm-hmm. where you have the owner, the GM, and the head coach all on board to the stud quarterback you're taking at number two. And you can still create that with a defensive-minded <clears throat> coach because right. they can be involved in the process too. But I think that is such a unique opportunity to to pull off like a royal flush that you don't always get. And that, to me, I'm not ruling Vrabel out. I think he's fantastic. But – I think you got to at least per, like that would be my first pursuit option. So with that being said though, what do you make of hearing the initial request process only two offensive minds to this point. Talking about Ben Johnson and Slowick. Slowick. I think it shows you I, I we don't know. Um and I think they'll obviously be way more candidates once they finish up the head of football ops process, but or, or those are just the guys they want, which is like, very like, true. Like well, it's possible well, there here, won't be Here's more. the thing. I mean, I mean, all, that was surprised me for, considering for, who hasn't been inquired about. I think for a month and a half, and I know you've mentioned this. I've mentioned it. Raheem Morris and other can, Dan Quinn, so sure. on. So there are more defensive coordinator candidates seemingly pool. available this year, yeah. or poised to take that next step to being a head coach, first time Mike McDonald with the Ravens, or to be a second-time head coach around, Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, so on and so forth. So maybe that's just a sheer byproduct of there's more in that pool this year, and it might not be that way every year, so on and so forth. Honestly, Roost, it might be that way every year because people go after the young OCs. And that's that's part of it, right? A lot of these guys have been poached already. So maybe there's a market overcorrection or whatever. One of the things that we we, we were asking and in the process of debating if the choice for you came down to Bobby Slowick Jr. or Boy Wonder Ben Johnson, just those two, okay? Because, you, again, you just mentioned you got to be on the same page, offensive coordinator or, or quarterback, this, that, owner, GM, all that. It, it seems pretty obvious that, they're lean, that they'll lean heavily towards quarterback at number two. If it was one of them two, which one would you prefer? Am I allowed to, to ramble before I make sure. my pick? On this show, you're allowed to ramble. I think it's vitally important that there's a level of intellectual honesty in this debate, in this discourse, mm. that none of us know anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, <laughs> okay, right, like right, right, people, will, people will approach this like, I know you don't, I'm right, right you're wrong. Yeah. That's incorrect. 
because you, they might get the guy you want and he might right. suck. Right. The, 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 whoever you want it to might suck. The GM might suck. All these factors. Mm-hmm. Football is hard. Yep. Yeah. Picking talent and personnel is the hardest thing to do yep. in professional sports. And yeah. cultivating it, making Absolutely. sure it works. Developing all those things. Yeah. Um, so that said, I like Ben Johnson a lot. I, I, you watch that offense, there's a lot to like. I also try to look in totality of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, from what I hear, it seems like Adam Peters really likes Ben Johnson. Mm-hmm. So who knows, right? But like, it seems like that's the way this trains are running. Um, but I look at for some reason, nobody wants to seem to think Dan Campbell's a factor, which I just find laughable. Um, people, I, I honestly think if you polled fans, just NFL fans, they probably think Dan Campbell was a linebacker. Just <laughs> right, just right, the way yeah. he acts and his mannerisms yes. and his mindset. This dude was a tight end. Yep. For Bill Parcells and yep. Sean Payton. Yep. Right. And came up in Sean Payton. Like yes. this dude knows offense. offense. This dude knows offense. And the amount of talent Detroit has That's my thing. stands out to me. And you know what? There's plenty of coaches that don't maximize talent. Right. And in no way is that a knock on Ben Johnson. He is maximizing that talent. But they're they're loaded, well, and and they're quite good. Not only is all of that true, and, and and I haven't even thought necessarily from that angle. But I've always said, well, well, do we, you know, as far as Ben Johnson ascending, and everybody get needs their first opportunity at some point. Clearly, is Ben like is Ben Johnson the leader that I perceive Ben Cam uh, Dan Campbell to be? You know that that was like one of my questions about Ben Johnson. But it seems like you're basically saying, hey, you know what? Maybe some of this offensive success yeah. in Detroit, top five over the last two years, shouldn't just automatically be given. And you are absolutely correct. One. 1,000% correct. It should not just automatically be given to Ben Johnson because Dan Campbell probably had at least some sort of influence, if not a heavy influence in it. I, I, we don't know. Again, I circle back to my, my first point here. We don't know. No, but I think it, it's an intuitive point that not many people, if anybody, has brought up. Well, And I think, dude, he might be the next Bill Walsh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, I, know, yeah. but you brought up specifically Slowick and Johnson. And... And I think there are enough people that think it's Johnson. Like, talking to smart people I know around the league are mm-hmm. like, Ben Johnson's that dude. But if you're just looking at kind of what we can ascertain, if you look at Slowick this season, yep. that Houston offense doesn't have nearly what the Detroit offense has. Correct. Um, Injuries across the offensive line. They do have the stud left tackle, which is what we talked about. Both do. Right. Both teams do. Right. But Houston, I mean, lost a lot of their offensive line. They they did not lose Laramie Tunzel long term. They lost, I I mean, Tank Dell's a stud. Lost him. Robert Woods has been in and out of the lineup. I I bet on the Colts because I was like, I don't know that Stroud could get it done without Tank Dell. How'd that go? Yeah. Um, Not very good. No. Uh, Yeah. It's like when I listen to Denton on my college football picks. Um, I think that was, that, that was just a jab. Denton's my guy. Um, I, I don't Matty know. Matty Ice, you might have to get you. You might have to do some chopping. But dude, like, well, all but, over me then. <laughs> but it's important to point out. So if we want to sit here mm-hmm. and we want to credit Slowick with C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. who was great, right? He was great. Like, are we talking ourselves into, you know? Aaron Rodgers was good because of Nathaniel Hackett, and Peyton Manning was good because of Adam Gase. Because those things happen, and yeah. and, and that could be happening. The, so like there there's 
You can look at one thing from a million different angles. Right. Well, as you know, I, I never, to, much to my fault or maybe to my credit, I don't know. I never just give a coach. And we got into an argument this year. Yeah. I You said well, the number one thing turning it around, <laughs> the number one thing turning it around in Houston is D'Amico Ryans. And I said, no, it's C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud I still disagree is, with you is the reason. That. But, but yeah. I, like, again, he people, came in and cultivated and I set a that, foundation. But people are culture. so fast to just automatically associate one player's success with who their direct coach or who their play caller is or what and I understand it why matters, but but though, it, yeah. it, it matters but it's not the end all be all and my I, I guess greater point is like you know Jared Goff is Jared Goff was the number one overall pick as a quarterback Jared Goff took the Rams to a Super Bowl I know he had his struggles it's not like Ben Johnson started working with you know uh, with nothing and, and had nothing to form yeah. the clay with I mean right? Stroud's the number two overall pick it's I understand like, that yeah, so it's about fit. I, I, I think anytime that. with these young quarterbacks drafted in the top five it's about fit and I think the infrastructure in, in with Houston and him being in that offense in particular like it was a damn good fit fit like a glove but like to, to your point about like it being CJ Stroud yes he's a damn good quarterback yeah. but like D'Amico's getting the most out of those guys. They do not D'Amico's have D'Amico's great. D'amico's I'm not, great. I'm not trying to, I'm not I'm not trying to, to discredit D'Amico. I'm just trying to say that probably the number one reason, in my opinion, yeah. why Houston turned it around this year was C.J. Stroud. You know, we could argue every, everything else. So, so JP, bottom line, uh, as we let you go, because I know you got things to do. Uh, you're Let's very go busy. pick up my wife's car and well, drive to you know, you're or, very, Orsman you, Fairfax Toyota. You're very busy. You got to go all the way out to Fairfax and then drive back to Maryland? I I live sitting in traffic between Tyson's and Bethesda. That's like if you're ever <laughs> wondering your if you're ever wondering where I am, generally that's where yeah, I am. I mean between four thirty and six thirty, that's where I am too. Not necessarily that path, but you know you're you going get the, the other home. way though. Yeah, at least. Uh, it still sucks. Um, so the bottom line is we let you go. You are you would say if you had to choose between the two, you would slightly lean Ben Johnson. It sounds. <sighs> And, and, and there's no wrong and there's no bit. wrong answer, you. and I preface the entire argument. Um, no wrong answer. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Right. Um, I think Ben Johnson, track record wise, I've never spoken to him, mm-hmm. is more ready right now. I think you might be hoping Slowick's ready, but that's why I value what Harris is doing by having a, a true. X's and O's NFL grinder like mm-hmm. Spielman there, mm-hmm. and then somebody that's more of like the team builder visionary thinker, type yeah. in Myers. Yeah. Like it, you and I both know Sean McVay mm-hmm. at, at some point in our lives pretty well. Yeah, time Hollywood things change. Super Bowl rings, you know. Like I saw Sean in L.A. We're still cool, but there was a time I knew him pretty well. And when Sean got the call to go interview for the Rams. Kind of the group think was, he's not quite there. The interview process will be good for him. Next year, he goes and gets the head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what he did? He went out and was Sean McVay and and wowed Stan Kroenke and got right. the job. Right. So there's Maybe no, a year early maybe than a year late. Better a year early than maybe. a year late. Yeah. And um, I think it's pretty telling that some of these guys, both on the GM side and the coaching side, have said no to other interviews, but are saying yes mm-hmm. to this one. Yep. That's what I care about most. I, I just think... Yeah. We don't know Johnson or Slowick. We don't know Daniels or Caleb or Drake or Knicks or whoever you like. Um, we don't know Peters or Cunningham. But I, I, the one thing I do believe is that the structure being put in place is the right way 
to build and to win, and that's what I care about most. And even if the results don't immediately follow, like you've been alluding to, the fact that we're going through the process for the right. first time, that's what excites like a younger fan like me. Yeah, who when they're 2-5, and this. five, what are you going to say? Trust the process, baby. Um, I, I, I do think we got to remind people, yo, yes, Houston was able to turn it right around, but that division stinks. Correct. It's, it's entirely possible next year's pretty lean. You have to have, you have, to have patience yeah. in year one of any regime. They went Some go 13. slow build yeah. and some go lightning fast, <clears throat> and it doesn't always mean, you know, look at Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, right? First year comes in, boom, 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 win the division, make the playoffs, come back, win a playoff game, and then the next year they go, not splat, but – they fall you know, apart late. They fall apart late, right? I mean, it happens. So, all right, JP, we got to let you run. We got to hit a timeout. Thanks for coming by, pal. Sure, How sure, are man. you? Youngest uh, in charge movement. Yeah, well, you know. I'll I still bug you. I mean, I'm the oldest in charge. To ask you questions because this is not enough time for me. I, I understand You that, are but, the man that I need to talk to on a regular basis. You need to block out some time in your life for me, JP. <laughs> Seriously, I'll work on that. I mean, I'm being serious when I say you need another job. I got three jobs and two kids, but I I need to block out. You need to block out some time. You need to (laughs) deal with plugged in. I mean, he doesn't have enough babysitters in me and Doc. He needs another one. (laughs) I love Doc. If you're listening, Doc's on a minute. Doc's always, Doc's always listening. That's JP Finley. Watch him on NBC Four. Listen to him. Uh, Just as important, if not more important, with Brian Mitchell. Monday through Friday, 10 to 2, over on the Fan and the Odyssey app. Along with Linnell Willingham, I am merely the rooster. Yes, we're getting to your calls. Don't worry. I like JP's answer. We'll expand Tell upon Paulie it more. Tell Paulie I say hi. When, when we come back <laughs> on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, man, we have huge breaking news in the NFL. And I don't know, for me, somewhat unexpected, even though there is a lot of reasons why we should have been expecting it. It's bad news for the commanders, too. It is bad. Well, it is potential bad news for the commanders in a way because the Seattle Seahawks have just announced that Pete Carroll is no longer going to be the head coach. And instead, he will remain with the organization as an advisor. Which is to say, hey, Pete, thanks, but uh, here's the door, pal. Have uh, some, some, some cocktails and, and, and enjoy your life a little bit. Work, uh, you know, 20, 30 hours a week and, and be around to pump people up. Yeah. And if you get a head coaching opportunity somewhere else, you know, so be it. Dan Quinn, who is very much on, I'm telling you, I talked to a member of the Cowboy staff. They were fully expecting it. 
Dan Quinn was excited about it. Dan Quinn, who has already been asked to do an interview with the Washington Commanders, who obviously hasn't interviewed yet because of the playoff restrictions, is now going to be the leading candidate. Remember, he was the defensive coordinator there under Pete Carroll a couple of Mm -hmm. times before getting the Atlanta Falcons head coaching job. Uh, And then, of course, to the Dallas Cowboys. So it looks like not Shane Waldron, who's the offensive coordinator, who some have tried to talk into – like Being uh, the head coach, yeah, in 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 into the mainstream here. Another, another it looks like yeah. Pete Carroll stepping, getting pushed aside for Dan Quinn. That's another, the way it looks. Another name, if Quinn finds a better destination, which I don't know if he can. I think Seattle's. When you just look at the roster, offensive lines built. You got two bookend tackles. Oh my god, the, two damn good two, corners. Those two corners I mean, are just. You just had it, Leonard Williams. Yeah. They're they're loaded. Dave Canales was just there last year. If they want to continue to move forward with Geno Smith. Which is another question in itself. What do they do at quarterback? Are they still content with Rod and Gino? So it could be a lot of moving parts in Seattle. But the reason I say it doesn't, you know, spells bad news for Washington, that gig is uber attractive to me. If I was a a head coach, especially if I was like a first-time younger head coach. You're talking about the Commanders or the Seahawks? No, I'm talking about the the Seahawks Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if I was a Mm first-time young coach. I know it's Dan Quinn being advertised for that. But if I was a first-time young coach, going into a situation where the roster's already intact and pretty damn good, and you got strong front office with John Schneider and company, like, it's super attractive, I would say. Especially for one of these young, hotshot candidates that go in and maybe don't want to do everything off the rip, and they can really lean on a really strong support system like Seattle has. Well, and also they know Dan Quinn up there, they obviously do. John Schneider, who's still the GM. Yep. Uh, you know Pete. Of uh, you know, of course, if you know, maybe he's looking at it. Look, if I'm going to be pushed out, I'm going to be pushed out for my guy. Yeah, not some. You know, maybe not, Chris Richard ends back there too. Yeah, in who, some who knows? I mean, you know, um, and 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 listen, I, I mean, we've seen situations like this where immediately, oh, Dan Quinn, the favorite, Dan Quinn, the favorite, and then for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. Right. So we can't absolutely say that Dan Quinn is going to be the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. But I I would say this, if the commanders truly had interest in Dan Quinn, which obviously they did, but if they truly were having him at the top of their list or one of the top guys very much at the top of their list, it just got a lot harder this moment because now you have to absolutely compete with everything that the Seahawks uh, present. All right, let's get uh, a couple of calls here, uh, and then we will take a another timeout to get back on track. Let's go to Alan in Clinton, uh, who's been on hold for a while. Alan, what's up? How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have a little bit of a uh, different perspective. I talked about it once before. And I want to bring it up once again. If you remember, Noah Turner was a genius and an offensive coordinator, but not a great, not a good head coach. What I would like to see the commanders do something different and hire this guy Bobby Sloan or Ben Johnson as a offensive head coach and hire. Dan Quinn or Raheem Morris or somebody of that ilk as a as the promote him as a defensive head coach and have my general manager mediate between the two of them for any differences or difficulties 
that lies is the oldest thing between the two. All right, let, let, me, let, uh, let, me, let, me, let me jump in, let me jump in here, Alan, because in theory, I understand what you're trying to get at, but let me ask you this. Who makes the decisions on fourth down? <laughs> uh, whoever the defensive coordinator or the offensive coordinator does. The offensive man coach. If it's an offense, the offensive head coach makes the decisions while on offense. The defensive coach makes decisions. Yeah, but what what it what it all right, that's the obvious answer. What if the defensive coordinator is saying, No, 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 wait a second, you can't stick me with fourth and three at the uh you know, at, at the at the uh Philadelphia Eagles forty eight yard line. You can't go for that. That's not fair to me. I got that. I got that as well. Uh that's the part we're gonna have they will have to they will have to work that out between the two of them and have trust in yeah. the other. I think I think you got enough to work out to begin with. Um, to me, to take I, listen, to have two, I mean, first of all, there's never been a situation like that, right, Linnell? I, I, yeah. I mean, to have two head coaches, right, or co-head coaches. We've seen co-coordinators, so I wouldn't I wouldn't rule anything out ever. But we've never seen a co-head coach situation that I could think of. Heck no, on any level, right? Head, no. On the NFL, college, I can't think of one situation that we would be missing so you, know, you would we could you, use you would google tool you would be ridiculed i think and it would be very 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 perplexing to a lot of people including perhaps your own people your own players your own staff what have you so i understand what you're trying to get at alan i just i don't know if it's feasible i, I will allow we've seen co-coordinators before and it doesn't happen as much now as it used to but we did have co-coordinators. I can't remember what team it was. Just a couple of years ago, um, I'd have to check it up. Uh, I, it was on the defensive side. I know the Rams for a little while had co-defensive coordinators during the Greatest Show on Turf era, so on and so forth. But I'd have to check up the most recent example. Uh, I understand. I, I I get the desire to have as many smart people as I can. Ideally, I think you would be creating more confusion and you would be creating a lack of leadership structure that clearly needs to be in place. That's just me. Yeah. Um, all right, more of your calls coming up. Linnell is with us until 4 o'clock. So are you on the Ace Law listener lines. In Iraq, Ace Law, I hope you get a check call, 8888-ACE-LAW. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Pete Carroll out. Dan Quinn could... Again, all the national reporters are immediately connecting the dots, and maybe it's more than connecting the dots. Maybe they've already been told that's the guy the Seahawks are going after, and it would seem you don't blow out Pete Carroll, even though they didn't make the playoffs. You don't blow out Pete Carroll unless you're pretty sure that you can get Dan Quinn back into the fold. Um, But there are other candidates. uh, Dave Canales, who's done a great job in Tampa, and as well uh, currently on the staff, Shane Waldron. Back in a flash on the team, 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, there's a lot going on, as we told you about at the top of the hour. Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, no more, at least they're saying, for the playoffs. He could come back next season, uh, but McAfee wouldn't commit to that, uh, just saying that there's a lot of issues and whatnot, which basically means he was told, listen, um, uh, 
No thanks. You know, Until like, further notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, we can't have Aaron Rodgers not only saying what he did about Jimmy Kimmel, but also we can't have him taking shots at ESPN executives. So you can pretty much count that as over. Not that that's the end of the world. It's, it's just a big news story in the cycle. More importantly, you got Pete Carroll moving aside uh, as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, they say amicably, all that stuff. Well, I don't know how amicably this is. It's probably like, hey, Pete, um, you know, you're 72 years old. We didn't make the playoffs. Um, we have an opportunity to get Dan Quinn, uh, one of your guys, presumably, right? And, uh, and, and we can do it this way. Mm-hmm. Or we can do what the Tennessee Titans did to Mike Vrabel. Now, again, different circumstances. I understand. But Pete, it's not like... It's not like the Seattle Seahawks were not listening and responding to Pete Carroll. Remember the Monday night win against I, I the think Eagles? He's old as hell, Chris Russell. I think, Does he act 72? No, See, but this, I think this, this is the argument that I, I won't let you young bastards you know, just run all, all over me. me I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 72 years old. Like, I'm old and I'm 50. I feel old because I'm not doing a good enough job working out. I'm not doing a good enough job eating right. I don't get enough but sleep. But working I'm 80 a, damn hours Carroll, a week is different, Does Rooster? Pete Carroll come across as old to you? No, but maybe he's at a point where it's like, all right, Seattle's kind of in no man's land. Let me Does take a step back old? for a second. No, I'm just saying maybe he's got some fatigue. You it's, ever see Pete Carroll on a sideline? I'm saying mental fatigue, not physically. I'm sure he does. We all it's, do. He's working 80-hour weeks in— It's more than 80 hours a well, week. Well, yeah. But, I mean, Josh Harris was wrong about that. Well, he was just trying to yeah. put but, the baseline but, but minimum my point out there. Being, I, I, like, to me, because I, I used the Pete Carroll example to some somebody over the weekend when they were like, oh, Bill Belichick's too old. Well, Pete Carroll's older. Pete Carroll doesn't sit there with his arms crossed, which was a thing for this fan base, mm-hmm. which, you know, everything get oh, because Ron Rivera sits there with his arms folded. He doesn't coach. He doesn't say anything in the headsets. He doesn't yell at people. He doesn't, co- he doesn't co- uh, take command, whatever. I mean, we have no idea what these people are about. All I know is this. Pete Carroll's got infectious enthusiasm. Yeah. He's got energy and enthusiasm that I haven't had in 10 years. And he's 22 years older, for God's sakes. I I hear you. Uh, And then you got a bunch of breaking NBA news with Kawhi Leonard and his contract, the Bears keeping Eberflus and not the rest of their offensive staff. The Giants, they haven't announced it yet, but everybody's now reporting it as official after this weird two-day period where they didn't know where Wink Martindale was. Well, did you? Apparently they were trying to bring mm. back Wink Martindale, but he cursed out Brian Dable on his way out the door because Brian Dable fired a couple of his yeah. assistants. Well, now it's being reported as it's official, even though the Giants, I guess, haven't officially announced it yet, just yet. Uh, they and, have all the uh, leverage in the world. They want him back. What I was reading is the Giants want him back. Wink does not want to be back, right? But because they fired his henchmen, right? But now they're but now they're saying again the Giants have not officially announced it. But now they're saying, uh, and this was right before the Pete Carroll news, so mm-hmm. I gotta scroll through. Um, again, this is not from the Giants yet that I've seen, but um, multiple NFL reporters. Where is it here? Gosh, everybody tweeting about Pete Carroll. Uh, here it. Oh, here it is. No, the Giants have officially announced it as of 35 minutes ago. Uh, the Giants and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale have mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Wink was not happy that they fired his staff. 
and supposedly wanted more input, maybe, you know, a, a better situation. And apparently he cursed out Brian Dable on his way out the door As he for firing his assistants. Brian Dable seems like a jackass. He does. Like a, a really good, a, 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 a good snark, offensive mind. Yeah. You know, I think he's done a really good job, obviously, as a head coach. And he may have done a better job as a head coach this year than he did last year, even though they won more games this year because of what he had to deal with and overcome this year. Okay, yeah. as Giants head, that Giants had that Giants team was play, they were the whatever the Commanders were down the stretch, the Giants were the opposite of it. A, they actually won some games, yeah. maybe to people's chagrin, but also they played their asses off against pretty good teams. Yeah. I mean, they did. All right, let's get a couple calls in here. Um, 301 Let's get to uh, George in Hyattsville next up. George, how are you? Hey, hey, guys. Um, hey, George. Yeah, look, let's get Ben Johnson um, as coach and Wink as defensive coordinator. That sounds good to me. But, um, you know, I think arguments can be made for – a defensive-minded head coach versus an offensive-minded head coach and vice versa. But the good news, you know, and, and that's been borne out by what happened in, in New England with, with Belichick and having no talent. You know, it's like without the talent, you're not going to be a good head coach anyway. Um, but I think the good news for us is we have a good front office structure now. we got a great ownership group. I think we can trust them to, rake, to make the right decisions going forward. But i got another point as a, as a side note, Chris. You got to stop being so vitriolic towards those of us who feel like a, a rebrand should happen. Because you know, I've been a fan for 45 years, man, and this is this the, the team, the name, the colors. They were important to me, and while I was on board with the name change, you know, change, changing, butchering the uniforms, and and having the worst milk toast name you could possibly have, that affects me, man. It, you know, it's important to me that they that they change it to something that is more palatable. I haven't bought any, I haven't bought any gear. I won't, you know, so. I, you know, I get your perspective. I wouldn't expect you to care about the the colors in the team because you didn't grow up with it. But for those of us who did, man, super important. No, so. George, you know, you know, it's a fair point. I, I, but I will say this in defense of me, okay, because I can only defend me. I, I what my argument was, I would absolutely, and I did fight to keep Redskins. Right, I, I was, I, I, not that I don't understand why they changed it, yeah. but I, I fought for. Redskins, because that was the team's lineage and history. And no, Chris Commanders, Russell's not a racist because he fought for right. Redskins. Commanders is just get swallowed it's up just a people. name. It's just a name that doesn't mean anything. Like, to me, See, that's what, what, I what I keep... Alright, but what I keep that's fighting terrible. against is when people prioritize... <laughs> When I when people prior to prioritize commanders as an as a hot button issue over all of the other issues, that's what I'm getting at. No, I know they're the gonna, George. I know the they're gonna change the name. Is, okay, but the most important issue, of course, is you know picking the coach, the GM, all that stuff. That's that's paramount. But you can walk and chew gum at the same time, as Kevin Sheehan likes to say. Yeah, so, I mean, they've got not with these issues. Yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. Not I, with these issues, I think George. It's too a good massive. call. But my thing on commanders, like I, I never had a problem with it. I, never I, I had don't a have with a problem with it. I think it lends itself to what we were saying earlier. There's the Patriot way. There's the Raven way. We can mm. have the Commander way. So, I, and I'm not being facetious so, when I so say that. So part of the reason why I ride this so hard, which triggers George. Okay, what are you looking at? Looking at I'm talking about this argument. Yeah. I'm not talking about anything else. Yeah. My goodness. I mean, am I going to have to hold your hand? Grow the hell up, Chris Russell. Are you kidding me? I mean, where's Doc when I need him? 
Doc is somewhere massaging his throat. <laughs> massaging his throat? <laughs> and on a minutes restriction, right? Yeah, that's part of his treatment. Part of the reason why I... So, okay, NFL teams, believe it or not, no matter what Kevin says, no matter what George says, no matter what anybody says, this organization, with the amount of stuff that they have to do, cannot chew and walk and chew gum at the same time. I'm sorry. They cannot. Yeah. They cannot. Please worry about what is most important. Please take everything so far that the Josh Harris group has done and said, I'm in favor of in terms of how they're handling the name. They understand it's an important issue and a complex issue. They also understand it is nowhere near as important as a lot of people in this fan base think it is. And if that Not makes me wrong, then then I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I just don't, I can care less about the damn yeah, name. I, nobody had a problem when Bruce Allen came back and they were wearing French's yellow mustard pants. Exactly, and not gold. Exactly, nobody had a problem. Why? Because George Allen back in the seventies wore French's yellow mustard pants, so that was the oh oh well well we're doing that as an homage. No no no, you're the burgundy and gold. Wear gold pants, please. Yep. If we're gonna make fun of burgundy and say it's cranberry or red or this or that or whatever. Okay, we shouldn't have been wearing yellow French's mustard pants all along. Sorry, these arguments don't make sense. My only point is, I don't care about the name, the shield, the logo, the identity, the this, the the, the mantra, all of that nonsense, until I worry about what is most important. What is most important? Talent And that is fixing the football operation, and then as a byproduct of that, figuring out the new and next and forever home of the football team. I'm sorry if that rubs people the wrong way. I don't I I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. There's too much to deal with and too many more important things. That doesn't mean that you can't want or long for those days. I get it. I get it. But the people that I think are obsessed by this make it a priority and it's not a priority. That's what I. That's what I. I'm sorry. Should have that's never, what I and, feel. And you're right about that because I don't think it should have ever been a priority. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick timeout, right, uh, Maddie? Or or can we go here to the? Uh, yeah. Take a quick timeout, uh, and then we'll try and squeeze in one more call here before the top of the hour. Just hang in. Uh, we will have nothing but time to get to you on the other side. Uh, 301-230-0980. There's just a lot going on and a lot that we have to kind of figure out and put the puzzle of the um, uh, of the show together. Uh, so just hang with us right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, we have time to squeeze in one call here before the top of the hour. Uh... Andy, I don't know. These times have reset on me, so I don't know where you want me to go. Line six. All right, let's get Mike in Rockville in uh, here before the top of the hour. What's up, Mike? How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good, Mike. What's hey, going on? Hey, Mike. Uh, hold on for a minute. I've got to do something here. I've got to probably take my radio off or something. All right, Mike, we're, we're going to put you back on hold because we're under a very tight time schedule, so uh, we'll get you back uh, when you get all set up. Let's squeeze in Lou here before the top of the hour. What's up, Lou? Hey, hey, hey what's going on, Chris? I got to season these raw uh, chicken real quick. Sorry, can you put me a hold? 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Chris, no, nah, no. Nah. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. You're doing skits oh, and bits. You guys I got are you. playing around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, man, what's going on, Big L? What's going on, man? Hey, man, you know what I'm going with this, man. I think the combination of EB and, and – is it Wade? Is it Wayne? I got to Google that name. Is it Wade Martindale or is it Wayne? Wink. 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 Oh, okay. you're, you're, oh, you're, you couldn't be you couldn't be further off. Got- All right, let, let me let, let me let me just say this. And again, I, I have a feeling I'm going to fight you on this. I I, I like Eric Bieniemy's style. That would be the style right. I would prefer. I'm not sure he's a great play caller. I'm not sure he's a great coordinator at this point. I you certainly haven't seen that, Christy. Judging I all based saw it all year. Season. I saw it all year. What? Who are you talking about? Chris, this is, Eric this is my whole point. You think he's a this great play my... caller and a great coordinator? If you're evaluating Eric Bieniemy based off of what he did with a 5'11 kid with 11 completions, just you're a lunatic. I mean, just, I, I'm, that's not the only point of evaluation. I'm telling you how I feel. I didn't see enough special this year to make me go, yes, he's absolutely going to be the next head coach of this team. But hold on, Chris. Be. But everybody was jumping – up and down when Jacoby came in there and threw five touchdowns in two quarters. Oh. So what are we talking oh, about? I, I'm not everybody, as I'm you not, know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting. Everybody. I'm not getting. But I'm not getting hype off, <laughs> off, off, off. You know, Jacoby coming in and throwing five touchdowns in two quarter, whatever, whatever. But I just think all I know is you're not being fair with Eb. You want to give the job to these other guys. I, I, I don't get it, Chris. Why not? Explain to me why not. I'm, because of I'm, one, I'm telling, I'm, te- I'm telling you, I this saw, season, I so. saw some bright spots. He did not run the ball when it made sense to run the ball. He right on on top of that, he had a fifth round rookie. Court, whether it was to show that he could hang with a modern offense or not, he asked a fifth round rookie court, rookie plus quarterback to drop back forty five plus times a game. Let me say this again. Chris. It Ron, made no Ron, sense. None. Ron Ron Rivera forced that guy to to to, to he he pretty much. You blame everything to, on Ron. Everything is, is on Ron. Chris, it's not want, always Chris. on Ron. Man, okay. Let me put it this way. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Why didn't he draft two offensive line when you know when you when the team needed two offensive line, but he went out to draft two uh, defensive they backs? Did, they you did draft two offensive. What happened? I, my, I don't know. My, I don't know what happened. Man, Chris, man, you want to? You you could go ahead and defend Ron. He's a nice guy. Blah blah blah. But he mock, he mocked. <laughs> er, I mean, uh, right. that's not even a word, man. Okay. Right. Thank you, Lou. Lou, Lou I, I love man. I love you. You and I are going to argue all off season. Chris, long. I got to go, go to the bathroom. All right, three o'clock. Team nine eighty Odyssey app <sighs> in the nation's capital. Come on back for a final hour of power. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.